In those days, the crest was in service to the Shade, protectors of Heartvale. As a mercenary company, it might be expected that we seek recruits, trained as soldiers, thieves, or mages. But the truth is, there are really only two criteria for being a good soldier of the crest. Keep to the oath, and act with initiative. We can teach a recruit to fight or to steal, but it is almost impossible to teach a person to seize the right moment without asking for permission. That is what we look for in our recruits. Those who stay with the crest, those who go far in the company, all have those same two traits. It would seem that some in our number have taken it upon themselves to kidnap Efren Felhart, leader of the Royal Dispatch Company. I haven't seen the captain so pleased in a long time. Winestone, Arid, and Orchid, with the assistance of a Shade operative, kidnapped him from the estate of Lina de Peza, a member of the Council of Twelve. Those three have grown close in their time working together, and it has made them an effective team. The kidnapping was successful, but the interrogation that followed was somewhat less fruitful, though not without merit. And now we are perhaps in a more fraught position than even we knew. We can be certain of Lady de Peza's enmity, but the results of the interrogation have called into question the trustworthiness of the Red Fox. That did not please the captain, though I doubt he ever fully trusted the woman. Trust in those outside the company is rare indeed. Before we move against Lady de Peza, we have to know if the Red Fox is also a cultist of Vargosh. Sleeper's mercy, I hope she is not, or the next few days will be a bloody thing. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your Game Master and Solo Player, Steve Morrison. On this week's episode, we answer the question of whether or not the Red Fox is a cultist of Vargosh. Find out what happens on episode 40, Terrible is Her Wrath. Last episode, our heroes, having kidnapped Efren Felhart, leader of the Royal Dispatch Company, took him to Erdira's safe house, just inside the scales. They interrogated him and discovered that he is a true believer 
of the cult of Vargash, and that he also loves Lady DePeza, who is herself a cultist of Vargash. At least that's what they divined based on what he answered and what he didn't answer. They decide that they're going to use Felhart as bait to capture Lady DePeza and question her about the cult and their plans. But they realize that they're not going to be able to do that with just the four of them. So they decide to ask for assistance from the rest of the crest and from the shade. But as they're discussing this, Ben calls into question the trustworthiness of Lady Von Triken, Erdira's aunt, and the leader of the shade. He wonders if she could be a hidden cultist of Vargosh, just like Lady DePeza is especially because the two have a well-known friendship. Erdira is somewhat shaken by that and considers the possibility. And though she doesn't believe that her aunt could possibly be a cultist of Vargash, she is certainly going to find out. They make the decision to head to the crow's nest first to inform the crest of what's happening. And then they're going to head to visit the Shade to speak with the Red Fox. Orchid and Arid remain behind in the safe house to guard Efren Felhart. And that's where we find our heroes as Ben and Ordira, in the early morning hours, are making their way through the streets of Heartvale back towards the Crow's Nest. So we've got a couple of bookkeeping things before we move into this next scene. I have adjusted the thread about determining Efren Felhart's connection with the Vidala to now set a trap for Lady DePeza. And then I've also added an additional thread, which is ascertain whether the Red Fox can be trusted. Also, Ben earned enough advancement points that he was able to spend three advancements to take Hawkeye, which is a Black Hood ability, which basically gives him plus one to his steady. So his stats now are steady of three, a fierce of two, a wily of one, a sly of two, and an arcane of minus one. I think also because the interrogation went pretty well, I'm going to say that the chaos factor goes down. So it went down from six to five, and now we're going to set up our next scene, which is return to the crow's nest and inform Iron Gull of these goings on. So I'm going to roll my D10 and compare it against my cast rank of five to see if this scene is altered or interrupted in any way. A nine, which is above the cast factor, so it plays out just as we set it up. Ben and Erdira walk into the crow's nest. It's probably a half bell, maybe a a full bell after dawn. The bright sunlight is starting to stream down the streets of Heartvale, creating this breathtaking radiance as they're walking. 
they arrive at the crow's nest and enter, and it is relatively quiet, despite the busyness of the last few days as the crest have been preparing to depart Hartvale. Ben looks around and, of course, sees Iron Gull sitting in a corner. He is eating his breakfast and shuffling through a series of written reports from a number of the Crest operatives in the city. He looks up when Ben approaches, and I think his eyes flick to Erdira and then back to Ben. And he says, What is it, Winestone? What did you do this time? Ben takes the opportunity to look slightly hurt and says, Why do you assume there's something wrong, Sergeant? Iron Gull just stares at him, and then Ben chuckles a little nervously and says, Right, sorry, I do have something to report to you, though it might be better if we speak in private. And he looks around. There are a few other crest soldiers here, and some of them are looking curiously over at Ben and the Shade. Iron Gull sort of grunts and tosses down his fork, stands up and says, All right, but this better be good, and leads Ben towards that corridor full of back rooms. Iron Gull being one of the officers of the crest has the privilege of having his own room, and so he leads Ben and Erdira there, at which point he turns and says, All right, out with it, before my breakfast gets colder. Ben looks to Erdira and back to the sergeant and says, Last night, Erdira and myself, along with Arid and Orchid, broke into Lady de Peza's estate. She's a member of the Council of Twelve, where we found and kidnapped Efren Felhart. He's currently in a safe house in the North Scales, being guarded by Arid and Orchid. We interrogated him, and we've determined that he is indeed in league with the Vidala, and is himself a cultist of Vargosh. In addition, Lady de Peza herself is a cultist of Vargosh, and we cannot be sure, but there is a possibility, slim though it may be, that the Red Fox is also in league with them. Iron Gall stares at Ben and says, Winestone, I hope you've learned by now that I don't take practical jokes well. Ben shifts a little uncomfortably and says, Apologies, Sergeant, but this is no joke. It's all true. Iron Gull sighs and says, Ugh. All right. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that last night you found one of the most powerful people in the city, snuck into his bedroom, I assume, and kidnapped him in the middle of the night without any ruckus or being seen or heard. And now you're holding him in a shade safe house. And also our ally 
and patron maybe working with the very people that we've been ordered to hunt and eliminate? Ben nods and says, that's about the crux of it, yes. I really should have gotten more sleep last night. This is not a conversation for just the three of us. Follow me. And Iron Gull leads them out. He goes to the captain's quarters and knocks on the door. Netheridge calls for him to enter. And the three of them enter the captain's quarters. Iron Gull informs the captain that he has some important information and that they also need to gather Lophelia and the other officers. Within moments, the officers of the crest have gathered in the captain's quarters. The lieutenant, Lophelia, Saga, the analyst, Escorfeza, the company chirurgeon, and Iron Gall himself. He commands Ben to report the same thing that he reported to Iron Gall, and Ben repeats the story, answering pretty much the same questions from Saga and the captain. Once the captain has had a moment to digest this information. He turns to Lafalia and he says, Lieutenant, I trust your judgment on this matter. What do you think of the possibilities that the Red Fox is our enemy? Lafalia considers it for a moment and says, Our fresh blood here is correct about one thing. She seems quite adamant to gather these artifacts together. Now, that being said, I have also heard rumors of her grand vault. I believe it is sealed by blood? And she turns and looks at Erdira. Erdira says nothing. Lophelia says, ah, well... If that is true, it would be an impressive place to keep a series of dangerous artifacts. But it could also be an impressive place to hide away your predilections. I have not sensed any taint of corruption in her power, but... That does not mean that she is not a cultist of this dead god. All it means is that she may be more powerful. <laughs> what a thought. I've not had a worthy foe in such a very long time. Netheridge says, Right. So our patron may be our enemy... This Lady DePeza is definitely our enemy. All right, so we need to set a trap for her. That's fair enough. But we need to do so in a way that doesn't get us all killed and certainly doesn't get us expelled from the city. Here's how we're going to do this. Iron Gull, you're going to take several squads and you're going to collect Afrin Felhart. We'll have to find a place outside the city, somewhere where we can set up a trap and keep collateral damage to a minimum. 
we will leak to the king's word that their leader has been captured and is holed up out there. If he has associates who are also in league with Lady Depeza, they will run directly to her. Then we can catch two birds with one stone. If not, we'll have to come at her a different way. As far as the Red Fox is concerned, Erdira, you believe in your aunt's innocence? Erdira nods and says, I do. She is a protector of Heartvale. She couldn't possibly be in league with this vile cult. Not the woman I've known growing up. I hope you're right, but I'm sending our lieutenant with you to have this conversation. Your aunt may be a powerful mage, but I would pit my chief sorceress against any mage in the world. Lephalia, you are going to keep her safe. Make sure she gets out of there alive. If it turns out that the Red Fox is a cultist of Argosh, having a carrier of the Von Triken blood on our side will be useful when we take back the artifacts. Surgeon, I want you to prepare for casualties. It could get a little bloody here in the city. As for you, Saga, you are going to continue with the preparations for our departure. If all goes well, in a few days' time, we'll be boarding ships and sailing to Davenar to complete our contract. Of course, if the Red Fox does turn out to be corrupt, we'll have to rethink the terms of that contract. Does everyone understand their assignments? The officers all nod. Very well. Let's be about it, then. The officers filter out of the room, and... Iron Gull gestures for Ben and Erdira to follow him. They emerge out into the hallway, and before Iron Gull can say anything, Ben says, Sergeant, what about the stone thrower camp? We could take him there, and that would be a good place to set up a trap for either the Kingswood or Lady DePeza or both. He says, It's not a bad idea. I'll think about it. Erdira, good luck with your aunt. And Ben says, Sergeant, may I accompany her? I want to see it through. And I know that I'm not likely to be much use in a, in a battle between mages, but maybe I can help somehow. I can watch the lieutenant's back and make sure that uh, Erdira gets out safe as well. Is... Iron Gull likely to allow that? I think so. I feel like he understands what Ben is saying. That Ben wants to go, that he told Erdira that he would go with her to confront her aunt. And I feel like he probably doesn't think that like having Ben come with him is going to necessarily make a difference. So I think it's very likely that he says yes to this request. 75, which is just barely a yes. So I think he thinks about it for a second and he says, all right, Ben, you can go. Watch both of their backs and get out alive. Now give me 
directions to this safe house. And they do so. Before we end this scene, I think there's a question that I want to ask the fate chart. And that question is, does Lady DePeza now know that Fellhart has been kidnapped? It's early morning still, and she stayed in the city. But would she have gotten up and traveled out to the estate early in the morning? I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's 50-50. I feel like it's possible that she would have either gotten up early and gone out or even subverted their expectations and traveled back late in the night and just missed the kidnapping. So I'm going to say it's 50-50. We've got a chaos rank of 5, which means it is a straight-up 50-50 here. 99 which is an exceptional no. Okay. So she is not aware that Felhard has been kidnapped. And I think what that means is that likely whatever meeting kept her late the previous night, there is another meeting today. So she has no plans to return back to the estate today. So she has no idea that any of this is going on, which means I think that the Kingsward don't have any idea that this is going on. And I think because of that exceptional no, it means that the Crest are going to be able to arrange things the way they want to in order to set up this trap. So let's go ahead and end the scene there. I think... Ben and Ordira meet up with the lieutenant and get ready to head to the Red Fox's estate in the Howl. And we're going to set up our next scene. And I'm actually going to lower the cast rank again down to four because of that exceptional no. I was thinking that if it was a, if it was a yes, that you know, she would be aware and that things would be in motion trying to find him. If it had been an exceptional yes, she'd be, you know, knocking on the door, basically, coming after Arid and Orchid. But with an exceptional no on this, I think the Crest are in a really secure position to set this trap. So the important thing to figure out next is, is the Red Fox someone they can trust, or is she a part of this cult? And so we're going to, I think, figure that out now by setting up this scene to confront the Red Fox. Cast factor of four, I'm going to roll my d10 and see what happens. A five, which is above the chaos rank, so this scene plays out as expected. Lephalia, Ben, and Erdira leave the crow's nest and make their way through the scales. It's starting to bustle in the town as Hartvale wakes up, but they make their way to the Howl with no problem whatsoever. At this point, Erdira takes the lead and leads them through the beautifully carved streets. 
This is a place of wealth and opulence. The estates around them tower above. In the distance, the Dux's castle stands as an edifice of the power and wealth of Hartvale. Erdira leads them down several streets until they arrive at a large manor house surrounded by hedgerows. There are two guards standing out front, and as they approach, one of them looks at Erdira and smiles. Erdira smiles back and says, Tella, it's so good to see you. How are you? And the guard woman says, I'm well, how are you? Just another busy night, Erdira says. Is my aunt in? The guardswoman eyes the two crest soldiers behind Erdira and then nods. Erdira enters the house and Ben and Lephalia follow. Once they're inside, they are met by an elderly gentleman in a fine suit. He approaches and he says, Erdira, my dear, what brings you by so early in the morning? She smiles at him and says, Dremen, it's good to see you. I need to talk to my aunt. Is she in? Is she available? She is awake, but let me go see if she is ready for guests. I assume this includes your companions. Erdira nods. He heads upstairs, and Erdira turns and looks at Ben and says, Dremen is accustomed to the Red Fox receiving visitors at all manner of hours. We'll just have to wait a few minutes. Sure enough, a few minutes pass, and he descends back down the stairs and says, Your aunt is ready for you. Please. And he gestures to the stairs. Of course, Erdira, my dear, you know the way. Erdira nods and says, Thanks, Dremen, and starts heading up the stairs. Ben, I think, notes the fact that Erdira speaks with a voice that sounds a little younger than the voice that she's been speaking with him in. Almost as though putting these servants of her aunt at ease that she is still a young woman. Ben says, do they know about you? Erdira shakes her head and says, I think Tella suspects, and maybe Dremen too, but they've known me since I was a child. I don't want to destroy that image all that quickly. Understandable. They make their way up the stairs, and Ben admires the art on the wall. He admires the sculptures, the paintings. He notices some that remind him of his studies, and they are one-of-a-kind pieces from very, very well-known artists. This place is beautiful, and there is certainly wealth dripping from the walls. In a way, it reminds Ben of home, his old home. 
And then, in many ways, it doesn't. Because as they emerge on the landing, the red fox is standing by an open door, waiting for them. And for a moment, Ben feels his heart skip a beat. She is dressed all in black and red. Her vibrant red hair is pulled back away from her face, and she has a very serious look in her eyes. She looks at Ordira, and a small smile breaks through the mask of solemnity in her eyes. And then she sees Ben and Lephalia, and she is serious once more, and she says, To what do I owe this morning visit? Erdira says, We have to talk to you about something. The red fox looks again at Ben, and then for a long heartbeat at Lafalia. And there seems to be something that passes between the two mages. And then the red fox nods and steps back into her office. She says, come in. They enter and she closes the door behind them. Then she goes to stand by the window and she's looking out at the early morning streets of the Howl. And she says, what would you like to discuss? Erdira looks at Ben, who nods reassuringly. And I think she notices in that moment that his hand is not straying too far from the hilt of his sword. Erdira takes a breath and says, Aunt Wilhelmina, last night... Ben and a couple of the other members of the Crest helped me kidnap Efren Felhart. At that declaration, the Red Fox turns and looks at her and says, Really? You found him? Erdira nods and says, Yes, yes, we did find him. And we were able to capture him. And we have him in a secure location where we've been interrogating him. The Red Fox smiles and says, That's wonderful news. Although, why did you not bring him to me? You know I have a great desire to speak with him. Erdira nods and says, I know, and we were going to bring him to you, but we weren't sure that we could make it all the way here without being seen. So we went somewhere closer, and we've got him hidden away. Once it's dark again, we can move him out of there and bring him to you. The Red Fox says, good thinking. Tell me, what did you learn from him? Where was he hiding? Erdira says, he was hiding at the estate of Lina de Peza. The Red Fox frowns and says, Lina's estate? Why would he be there? Erdira says, they were lovers, our lovers. He was hiding out there, in secret. 
The red fox considers this and says, could she be in league with him? At this point, all three of them are watching the red fox, and there seems to be nothing given away in this moment as she considers the possibility that her friend could be in league with Efren Felhart. Erdira nods finally and says, In fact, yes, she is in league with him. Or rather, he's in league with her. I think she's a cultist. I think she's in deep. And I think she brought him into it. The red fox considers that, and then I think her eyes flick to Lafalia. And we're going to ask a very important question. Is the red fox a cultist of Vargosh? I'm going to say it just flat out that this is impossible. But as we've learned many a time, impossible doesn't mean no. There is a 5% chance of getting a yes answer here because our chaos rank is 4. So I'm going to roll these percentile dice and we're going to find out the truth of is the red fox a cultist of Vargosh? Here we go. 52 is a no. She is not. The red fox, her eyes meet Lefalia's. And she's studying the chief sorceress of the crest thoughtfully. And then she turns to Erdira and she says, Erdira, have I ever given you cause to doubt me? Erdira turns red at this question, shakes her head and says, No, no, Aunt Wilhelmina, you have not. But these things are too dangerous. To leave even to trust, and I know that Lady Depeza is your friend. Has been for years. I had to be sure. I hope you understand. And then she takes a breath and says, Are you in league with the cultists of Vargosh? The Red Fox looks at Ben and Lefalia and then finally looks back at Erdira. And she says, My dear, I am so proud of you. You have had to make difficult choices and you've made all the right ones. I'm so very proud of you. Your parents would be proud as well. I am not a servant of Vargosh. I abhor that cult and the evils that they would perpetuate on our city. And now that I know that my friend is one of them, believe me, it causes me to question many of the things I have done. Many of the trusts that I have given. Who else could be a secret cultist of Vargosh within our council? 
could this corruption go even deeper? It is a concerning thought. But no, I am not a cultist of Vargosh, and I swear it by our family name. By our family blood. At this point, she turns to Lafalia and she says, If you do not feel as though you can see the truth in my words, I will submit to whatever test you deem necessary. To assure you of my truthfulness and my enmity to this cult. Ben looks at Lafalia, and the chief sorceress is considering the red fox's words. And then she says, I believe you. You are a protector of this city. And as such... You must want to destroy this cult as much, if not more, than anyone. So yes, I believe you. I require no further proof. My question now is, what are we going to do about these cultists? The Red Fox considers and says, I have another council meeting this morning. I could confront her in front of the rest of the council, unmask her, see where that leads. But I fear that it would lead to death and destruction of my fellow counselors. Now, we must be smart about this. You kidnapped Felhart last night. Erdira nods. Good, then she doesn't know yet. But she will know soon. If she was harboring him, I'm sure one of her guards or servants will come into Hartvale to inform her. I will set some people to watch for them and see if we can't waylay them. Prevent her from finding out. What do you intend to do with Felhart? Lefalia says, We are going to set a trap. We're going to take him out into the forest, out towards Valewater, where the Kingsward had a small little camp. We're going to wait there. We're going to let slip that we have their fearless leader, we will capture whoever comes for him and question them. And bit by bit, we will root out this cult. The Red Fox nods and says, Excellent. I think I have an idea then. I will be meeting with Lady DePeza this morning. I will tell her in confidence that some of my shade operatives caught some kidnappers who had kidnapped Efren Felhart. What good fortune for me, as I was already seeking the leader of the Royal Dispatch Company. I will inform her that I have sequestered him outside of the city, in this camp that you speak of, 
and then she will be left to act. If she seeks out assistance from those within the Kingswood, I trust she will seek out those who are in the know. And then we can catch them all. I will be prepared to move against her as well. Lafalia says, Our people are collecting Felhart now. We will be ready whenever they arrive. The Red Fox nods and says, Good. I will set things in motion and then I will send you a message to let you know that it is done. Then we will wait and see. The Red Fox looks back to Erdira and says, Again, I am so proud of you. You made a difficult choice coming here, knowing that I could be one of these cultists and the things that I would do. I want you to go with these crests as my eyes and ears. Make sure that Felhart survives this. I will have more questions for him when this is over. I will follow Lady DePeza and make sure that I am there when she arrives. Just in case. You've done well thus far. And I know you will do even better. You may go. I think Erdira pauses for a moment and then moves towards her aunt quickly and embraces her. The Red Fox returns the embrace with a genuine smile on her face. And then she says, All right, enough of this. We must be about our work. And the three of them leave the Von Triken estate. And that's where we will end that scene. Whew, all right. So the Red Fox is not a cultist of Vargosh. So we can mark off that thread. We are on our way to setting a trap for Lady DePeza, and I think we can just jump straight to that. Now, here's the thing. The chaos factor could go down to three because they were very in control of that situation. But they are also setting into motion a plan that is willingly alerting a priestess of Vargosh where they're going to be with her lover. And I feel like that may inject a certain amount of chaos into the situation. So I'm going to raise the chaos factor instead of lowering it. And we are going to set up a new scene. I think we're going to just jump ahead to the trap. So wait for Lady DePeza to spring the trap. We've got a chaos rank of five. We're going to roll the d10. See what happens. Eight, which is above the chaos factor, and therefore the scene setup plays out as expected. It's dark in the forest, in the old camp where the stone throwers launched their raids and various other ill-intentioned activities. A full 25 soldiers of the crest lie in wait in various parts of the camp. There is a central area 
where there's a fire roaring. And Efren Fellhart is bound and gagged. He is laying on his side, and the fire is crackling. Ben, Arid, and Orchid sit around the fire, waiting, listening. Ordira is with them. In the trees around this camp, where the crests are hiding, Iron Gull watches with a hawk's eye. Lafalia leans up against a tree and is listening to the chirping and chiming of the night creatures. It's so very dark. And then there's a shift of movement. There's a crunching of leaves and brush. The crest prepare themselves to act. A group of figures move through the forest towards the camp. There are about ten of them, and Iron Gull feels a sense of satisfaction that he outnumbers this enemy two to one. They're creeping through the forest, barely making any sounds other than the occasional crack and snap of a branch. They're closing in on the four sitting around the fire. Iron Gull is ready to give the signal to attack. A dozen crossbows are trained on these figures. And then the group stops. The group stops and the figure in the lead holds out their hands as if warming them by that fire. But the figure's nowhere near the fire. Iron Gull feeling a sense of foreboding, raises the whistle call to his lips to give the signal. When all of a sudden, the figure closes its hands and then quickly raises them towards the sky and calls out in a loud voice, there is a sudden cracking and groaning as the earth shifts, and out of the ground on this outskirt of the camp, a fist emerges out of the ground, and that fist is joined by two more, five more, ten more, as fists and arms and bodies begin crawling out of the earth and it's with a sinking feeling that Iron Gull realizes that that figure is standing over the mound where they buried the dead after the slaughter of the stone throwers and before his eyes he sees these figures rising up out of the ground 
and shambling to their feet. He blows the whistle and the crack of 12 crossbows unleash as bolts soar towards these figures standing before the writhing and churning ground where these once dead stone throwers are emerging from their grave. And as those bolts fly forward, they wither and fall to ash as the figure in the lead throws back her hood. Lina DePeza standing in the middle of this chaos, calls out and says, Give me my beloved and die. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thank you so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please tell anyone and everyone in your life about it. And if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at coffee.com slash errantadventures. That's ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at errantsolopod, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.